Are you going to an Acapulco this next year? Did you go this year? I did. Kurt was there. Everybody was there. And Acapulco is um, the first day of my new year. Welcome to the Paradise Paradox. My name's Aaron Battle. In this episode, I'm going to tell you why we're going to explain why in Acapulco is the pivotal uh, point of our 365 years. Um, we are going to uh, no, what Kurt does. Kurt breaks down why the, liber- the liberty movement is taking over the world, and uh, he tries putting together how long it's going to take before everyone is attending. Uh, in Acapulco, hopefully by then we won't even need the event. I'm just happy to go and celebrate the fact that I found uh, something that that I can stand by and and believe in. So, um, other things we cover in this episode, uh, something super important is the non-aggression principle. Um, Kurt breaks it down in the second half, so, uh, you know, hang on for that. But it's, it's funny because... Um, you know, I think Kurt says that we all naturally know what the non-aggressive principle is, but there's a different dynamic happening now. We need to know how do we how do we stand by that? And how do we apply it day to day? And I think that's what um, that's what we're trying to we're trying to get to. Uh, so um, I was left feeling a little bit like. Um, the Aaron in episode three, the third episode we ever did of the Paradise Paradox called The Economics of Freedom. Um, I mean, if you, if you want um, if you want to be scratching your head, asking yourself some uh, some solid uh, economic questions and question whether whether you are a free man, then I suggest checking out um, episode three um, because, um, you know, it's funny to see you know, earlier episodes of the Paradise Paradox, so you can follow the development. But it's it's a good episode for understanding, you know, your own personal perspective on uh, governments and taxation, and uh, you know, it's it was probably the the seed for me on my path of understanding, you know, what true liberty in this in this modern world of uh, BS is all about. So. Um, if you went to an Acapulco, or you're going, or you know someone that did, jump down and subscribe, or press like, or leave a comment. Uh, you know, whatever whatever you feel like doing, I just I just want to see uh, you do something because you know we're all uh, we're all action men now. Um, we also touch on like just our, our experience, you know, as always here in Mexico. We like to talk about you know why we're here in Mexico and how a lot of people went to an Acapulco and then stayed in Acapulco, which is which is super cool because Mexico really is, in a way, uh, freedom. Mexico equals freedom. So uh, why not why not have the Acapulco uh, largest, first, most uh, anarchist conference, anarchist capitalist conference here in Mexico? So um, you know, check that out. It's a whole lot of fun. Um, I'm going to put a few pictures in now to show you the our, our shirts that we've designed. Um, anyone that's interested in sound money or a fan of just wealth, gold and silver, and storing it somewhere where you know it's going to actually retain its value. Uh, so yeah, we made a we made a shirt about it. So 
jump on the www.theparadiseparadox.com and check out our shirts. Uh, we got we got some really sweet designs up there now. Being in the theme of Anacapulco, um, real money. So, bam, there's Kurt wearing the shirt. Real money. Um, for those that are donating, uh, as always, we are uh, grateful. <laughs> I, I can't think of another another term that wraps it up better. Um, no, it's it's nice, you know. It really, it it really is. And uh, you know, we're we're really just starting now. You know, starting to get our stride going here with um, with alternative media and getting the podcast out and building a few interviews. But you know, when you see something that that you enjoy. Or it's just fun to tune into, you know, the antics of, of Aaron and Kurt, the Paradise Paradox, and you send through uh, a percentage of Bitcoin or a PayPal donation, then uh, then that that really is nothing short of uh, wonderful, marvelous. It's exciting for us, um, and and we are grateful. So um, keep that up. Let's see my notes. I think. Um, other than that, we're, we're committed to an Acapulco and that I hope I see you there next year. Here are some of the stories. bit about an Acapulco. So I know I, I'm going to be locked in no matter what. If the, if this event is happening next year or, you know, in the, in, the, in the foreseeable future, as long as I'm on Earth, I will probably be going. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I feel the same way. 100%. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Unless. Yeah. Um. Well, actually, no, I, I've thought about this a lot in the last, ever since coming back from the last one, mm. it was like, you know, is, um, is this going to be something that, that's kind of like, you know, my Christmas? <laughs> it's like yep. a, the milestone of, of the year. Yep. And, and I, I think it can. Mm. Like, I, I think it is important to, uh, well, firstly, to have yearly milestones, but to be able to put an Acapulco in there for you, I mean, that, that's a pretty sweet boost of power. <laughs> yeah, how so? Well, I, I know you know what I mean. <laughs> um, but it's just if you have um because uh aside of what it what it really is, uh what it is is you're hanging out with people that that are basically in the same headspace. Mm. Um, you know, uh on on almost all levels mm. uh as you. So, you know, if you're thinking about uh, practicing a little entrepreneurship, mm. it's the basic, the the, the best uh, platform to go in and speak with people that that are in the same, you know, essentially wearing the same shoes and uh, you know share ideas and and advice. Yep, yep. Because it's all, yeah, um, kind of interesting. I don't, I don't know. I guess there are some some entrepreneur workshops or some or something like that. But this is. Um, um, kind of very horizontal like like everybody's on the same level and if you go up and and talk to somebody they'll they'll, they'll be open and, and and friendly and um 
you know, of course, I, I guess to some extent people people care about their reputation. They don't want to be seen as a dick. But on the on the other hand, I think people are just um, they're genuinely uh, friendly people, and 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 they're willing to willing to talk no matter what. I, I think about the the organizations that that I've been involved in in the past. Like we were, we uh, you you and I were both uh, members of a certain uh, uh, direct sales organization, um, which I guess I, I guess I, I guess I won't name it. Um, but we were not knocking on doors for a while, and uh, you know there's cer- certain things about that organization which were very good and helpful. So so the kind of energy, the yes. excitement. Um, uh, hyping yourself up in the morning, slapping each other's hands, and, and saying, "Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do this," you know. These uh, we're gonna make some, make some motherfucking sales. Yeah. We're gonna build a business and all, all that kind of thing. Um, and yep. and uh, you know that was good because I think it opened our minds a little bit. It certainly gave me a lot more confidence, um, and and uh, changed me in a lot of ways. Um, uh, but there, there are some things about it, like certain people within the organization were kind of uh, sociopathic. Uh, you know, I guess say, sales oh, officers yeah. tend to tend to attract uh, that kind of character. By the way, did you did you ever see um, the full movie of uh, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross? No, no, no I haven't. Okay. All right, um, you should you should to, see it. But just yeah. <laughs> uh, you de- yeah. Definitely. Yeah, it seems very cool. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, because it's a it's a it's a very <laughs> gritty, realistic portrayal of of what a sales office is like. Like you have schmoozers and you have you have um, old old guys who can't cut it anymore, and there's uh, there's this like range of characters um, that you probably see in every sales yeah. office. Anyway, uh, so and then yeah, I remember I was um, I was a member of of uh another organization of amway for for a while and you go to the go to the events and, and uh you know people get hyped up and again they, they try to get you dreaming and think you know talk about people skills and uh, and that sort of thing yeah um and that you know that that's good too there's a lot of positive things there um but uh i guess i did um yeah there wasn't quite as much sociopathy as, as in uh, the the other sales office but um there's still a bit, maybe a bit of that there um but uh yeah i mean even in in amway you know you go up and talk to people and people people are um working on personal development and they're trying to be better people and that sort of thing and, and that's great yeah um but uh at Anacapulco, it's like people are already there, kind of. Um, like they're, they're already, they're already a lot of them already living their lives the way they want to live it, and what, whatever that means for them. So if it if it means uh, like like Kenny traveling without any money, or or like being being an entrepreneur and, and jet setting, or um, um, yeah, start starting a media company like us i guess or <laughs> um all these kind of things so that they're already at this high level of of personal development in general and they're very very genuine and very interested in 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 other people so 
Uh, I don't think, uh, I, I have to wonder, like I thought the other day, you know, I, ha- I haven't, um, I, uh, I guess I, I grew up being alienated because I am a, I'm a, I'm a strange person. I'm not, not necessarily like You're other people. You're a hip hop artist. <laughs> not, not about <laughs> that. Um, but I, I wondered, um, you know, of course, and, and Anna Capulco, I don't feel alienated. Uh, and I, I, I feel very much at home. And I wonder, does that mean actually I've been alienated my entire life and never noticed it until <laughs> until now? Um, I okay, you know, that's, yeah. that's, about, that's about getting a good, um, well, a change in, in perspective. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, okay... I, I look at. I completely felt at home mm-hmm. when I was at. Uh, every time I go to Acapulco, it's like it's not even. Uh, it's a, it's actually uh, what what they've created there is is very it's very weird. <laughs> um, it, it, in that it, you you change. I mean, it changes how um, how you feel socially. Yeah, yeah. Like irrespective of uh, of whether you know sometimes you know you're a little uncomfortable. Um, I don't know, like uh, just something simple like public speaking. I think if uh, if you uh, if you understand um, the the majority of themes that that are spoken about mm. at Anacapulco, then then by the end of the three days, you could probably get up on stage and and have your own half hour rant yep. about you know your perspective, and it would be it'd be totally cool. Uh, firstly, for the people listening, and then just the way you deliver it. I think uh, you know you do come across a lot more comfortable when you're with people that you know want to hear what you have to say. Mm. Yes, yes, absolutely. I mean, and, and that's and that's nearly in every conversation that that you know you can have during the the week. Yes, <laughs> I, I've definitely had to go for longer next time because I only went what five days, right? This last trip, yeah. and, and and it wasn't enough. I mean, not not enough pregame. I think I should get there a week earlier last time, like, like, like what you did. Pre-game, uh, that's a funny expression. <laughs> that Because <laughs> that's like, well, I, I guess they say that in the US, if, if there's a game or not, and that's that's how it's used in Spanglish as well. Um, uh, like before the club, yep. you go for pre-game. <laughs> oh, yeah. Why? There's no, yeah, there's well, no game. That... Well, Yeah. <laughs> No, there's there's a game. <laughs> All right, there's always a game. Now, well, I think okay. In this case, uh, what's what's important is he's talking to as many people as he can. Yes, yes. Um, I I was running the people that I recognised from the year before, but never I never got to speak to them because you know we we'll part uh, run in different directions or just crossing paths in the in the lobby. Um, and then I was like, hey, you know, you were here last year, and it was like a different level of uh, of family so uh so now, now it's like now i have to go and uh, i know you're on the same boat we we must go this next year just because we're in the original crew we have to <laughs> stay strong so that, that that that's kind of what i mean by pre-game because you know now we're going there with missions mm. yep yep well yeah like people are saying like it's it seems like it's going to uh keep growing every year until it's it's like a month long event uh and you know for some people it it's it's never ended 
um, they're still there. Yes. <laughs> uh, people from the first year. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, by the way, so it's, it seems like there's a little uh, liber liberty community growing in, in Puerto Vallarta with, uh, with the Coopers, uh, Barry Cooper and his wife and, uh, and, and his daughter um, and um, son-in-law, Lee Andrew. Um, and uh, yeah, and a, a couple of other people too, um, uh, uh, either living there or thinking about moving down there. And uh, yeah, then the, um, the Coopers, are, it looks like the Coopers are thinking about moving to, to Guadalajara. Um, oh, cool. So yeah, yeah. Excellent. Expanding the, expanding the, the Liberty movement across Mexico a bit, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I see this as a, as a very natural movement. I, I think a lot of people that, that understand the, the Liberty movement and start playing with uh, you know these like alternative alternative ways of, of living mm. once you uh, once you start processing that then you really can't it's very difficult to to remain um, asleep in uh, you know in a the USA or in, in Australia in our case um, I, I just don't think you could you can do it there's so many things that would just bug you on a day-to-day -day basis that you kind of want to uh, change your scenery. So I think that's why a lot of people are moving to Mexico. And it's going to be, uh, I mean, th this is, to me, uh, a very, um, it's normal, it's normal ideas. I mean, you know, it's not, we're not crazy people that, you know, can't, can't handle paying taxes anymore. No, it's, it's mm. got more to do with, with somebody wanting to live on their, their own terms and then, uh, you know, wanting to expand themselves to somewhere different. Mm -hmm. And Mexico is perfect for that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then you, and then you run into people that think the same as you, and it's like, hey, well, you know, um, it's cool to meet someone that gets it, but it's it's not like that anymore because there's thousands of us. Mm. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I hope so. Uh, at least a few hundred. <laughs> uh, no, I, I say there's well. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. Maybe there isn't that. Are you saying but, there isn't that many? No, of us? I'm sure. I'm sure there are, but uh, but it's it's not like you meet thousands of. It's not like you meet meet someone every day. No. Well, I mean, not not here. But when you go to the event, it's a bit overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like you know, for every person that made it to the event, I guess that there's you know another another ten or another hundred, another thousand. Who knows? Yeah. Well, the thing is, yeah. it's growing, and it's growing super quick. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is uh, this is something that like Larkin Rose talks about um, when he said with the with the liberty movement. Like today, you know, maybe we have say a hundred thousand people all over the world who are who are interested in liberty who don't who don't think that that. Um, a government or a, or, or a government, an institution that's based on force or threats of violence has, has any place existing. Um, uh, so, so today, say, say there's 100,000 people. Every year, each one of those um, converts about five people um, to, to the same uh, ideology, I guess, or, or the same uh, moral conclusion and yep. um, using, you know, um, 
exponential growth. It, it will only take about, I don't know, it takes, it's, it takes about 10 years to take over the entire world. It's something, it's something like that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so maybe in, in, in 10 years, everybody will have rejected government and, and the use of force as a, as a legitimate means of organizing a society or so solving problems. Um, that's, mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I kind of wonder if, the, if that's what we're looking at because that's, that's, that's how it's, you know, it seems to be progressing. Like um, just I, I, I share memes and I talk on, on Facebook. I write little mini essays and that sort of thing. Uh, and over the last year, like about, yeah, may, maybe five people have said to me, oh, you know, um, I wasn't really interested in this, but, but after your, your, your patient explanations, I have to take this a bit more seriously and I have to consider that, yes, you know, liberty is really an option uh, and liberty or even that they'll say that, yes, that's, that's what, what we should do. <laughs> um, so either they're, they're considering it or they're, they're, they're jumping right in, depending on the person. Um, so do you think, do you think maybe people have, have not considered it? They just, uh, um, yeah, well, it's, they, they, they're just going with the flow. You know, this is, this is the, the very clever thing about propaganda because you, you take the word anarchy and consider what the word anarchy means to, to most people. Like what, what does the word anarchy mean to you? Um, well, right now it means, it means freedom, yeah. but there was a time when it was, when I just, I imagined Gotham City <laughs> right. trying to hold right. back the riots yeah. and the punks, yeah. you know, burning everything. and Exactly, like destruction, that, that, chaos, that's vandalism. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And so that's, that's still what this word means to, to a lot of people. And, and if you say, well, I think we should, you know, limit government into, until we and, and bring about a cultural change so we don't actually need government and we can find alternative solutions, um, and people might dismiss it just by saying, well, that just sounds like anarchy. And you say, well, it, yeah, but what do you mean? <laughs> uh, what do you mean when you say that? Because it, it makes it very difficult to, for people to understand if concepts are tied to words uh, and they, they sometimes a lot of people have to think in words and if they can't think conceptually, then if, if, they, if you have an, a, word, a word which is assigned to that idea and you have connotations which are associated with that word, that's what that idea has to mean. Um, so if I say let's get rid of government, they have to think of chaos, they have to think of vandalism, destruction, disorder, um, and they can't avoid it. <laughs> Um, it's kind of, it's, it's a very clever propaganda trick. It's in just what, in what you said, mm -hmm. um, they have to yes. think of that. Um, yes. it, it's not because I mean, I can imagine people thinking right now, no, well, you know, I don't, I don't think that, but mm -hmm. it's, it's even, it's like, it's a subconscious thing. It's, be, it's before mm -hmm. you even think about it. Um, you already have this, this imagery. Yeah, and uh, yeah. I mean that—that's that's part of like the the programming of of what of what we've we've grown up in. It's like that—that's what we know. That's what we've been shown from very well from the day we're born. Yeah, we've been programmed into thinking these symbols for these words, and and we're trapped to break mm -hmm. out of that. I don't know. I don't know how we did it. 
<laughs> I mean, I don't even know if we have done it because <laughs> yeah, well, I'm still thinking Gotham yeah. City. It's like I've got this this uh, you know this idea of freedom over top, but it's like why why are those you know fundamental building blocks still there? Hmm. It's like uh, and, and that, that's an awareness of the uh, you know of the the larger collective group. Mm-hmm. Um, but then but then when you start going to these events. I find that you're not talking to people like that anymore. It's like, wait a minute, and the conversation slows right down. There, there's there's no passing over anything quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I spent days talking to people about the same thing, just okay. to just to make what, sure. What kind of things? You know, we were. Well, um, okay. I mean, entrepreneurship and, and breaking over, like breaking out of the um, of, of the idea of of fear. The idea of uh, of failure, mm-hmm. like you know, th- these are these are, are, are cages that are being put on your head to say, you know, mm-hmm. this could happen. In in reality, like, um, well, failure doesn't exist. And mm. once you uh, once you break out of that, it's kind of um, well. The thing is, how do you break out of that? And you really need to meet people that that already have. Otherwise, there's no there's no example yeah. in your mind. Oh, so yeah, un- you unless know, you bang, know people, bang your head against the wall. But I guess how are you going to know to do that unless unless you've seen or heard someone doing that kind of thing? I, I remember when I was yep. trying internet marketing. Um, in the end, I wasn't successful. But I remember my uh, my friend Sasha said to me, um, "Well, you're going to make a lot of campaigns which won't make any money. But don't think that that you're just losing money." Um, or, or failing or anything like that. What you're actually doing is paying for information. And uh, I think that that applies uh, okay. in general. So if you put, you know, you put years into a business, say, say you put a year into a business uh, and it, does, it doesn't take off, um, you, haven't, you haven't actually, well, I mean, you failed in one sense, yeah, for sure. Uh, but the, the other way of looking at it is, is you've, You've uh, put your time and your effort and, and your money and your energy in, and for that, you've received wisdom and information about how the the world really works, and, and you know yep. what's what's really more valuable. <laughs> um, you know, it could there really be a better use of your time than developing wisdom? Yeah, yeah. and I think in many of in many of those cases. Um, you know, you really can't go to the next level unless you unless you have uh, those wisdom stars. Mm. Yeah, it's um, it's like I, I feel like, uh, for example, our, our website right now is is brilliant, and I think <laughs> you know a lot of that education came out of uh, previous adventures, right? Yes. Well, yes. I mean, yeah. uh, otherwise, maybe the the courage to have, have even started the podcast in the first place wouldn't have been there unless you had you know, these other blocks in, in place. Yeah, it's like uh, you need to get the, the the foundation blocks right first. And if you're not going to... Um, it's kind of like life is, is this joke on you. It's like you always feel like you're ready, but you never know when you're ready unless you've done it. Um, I think I'm starting to understand that that kind of process <laughs> now. It's like uh, everything you've done, whether you whether you want to deem it a failure or a success, 
it's uh, just preparation for what you're going to do next. And uh, when you start mm. when you start looking at it like that, whatever happens, I'm doing this so that I can do the next thing. Uh, then you're just a little more excited to get up in the morning and do whatever, whatever you feel like you need mm. to do, uh, knowing that it's going to help you do whatever's going to come next. And and that's yep. that's a big difference between between uh, being scared and uh, I don't and spending you know five years thinking about you know when you're going to take the next jump compared to hanging out with uh, a room of a couple hundred people that are at that point where they they know they're doing everything today because it's going to help them tomorrow. That, that's mm. that's a, a big drive. And that's what I get whenever I go to an Acapulco, which is why I need to keep going. Because now it's about keeping myself in check with the with the next Aaron that I want to be in line with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I guess um, I think you 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 never really know how the the stuff that you learn is going to be applicable. I remember when I, I used to do MC battles, uh, and I guess when when I first started, I kind of overthought the the lines and I probably used used too many big words and we were in this pub full of uh full of uh, people who've who've had a few too many to drink uh and everything I'm saying is is going over the head or it's or it's uh too complex for the, for them to to really process at that moment um but after um knocking on doors for for like a year I, I came back and did another MC battle and it, and it was uh, is so much different because I ga- I gained so much confidence and I'd learned how to relate to people so I knew I, I knew more um, what they would understand and because of that I became a, a much better MC um, so you you never know how things are going to apply. Did your camera just turn off? Yeah. Well, I think it's cool that. That you and I both share experience with uh, with Amway and uh, with the, with that sales with that sales group. Uh, yeah. These companies changed my life, hmm. and uh, and I'm not with either of them, and uh, they're not paying me still, hmm. and they didn't pay me very well at the time, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> But I can I can say they changed my life um, in ways that money could never could never um, reimburse me. I guess. Yeah. Well, it's it's just like they say. There's uh, the those pirates spend all that time uh, searching the oceans for for lost treasure, but what they didn't realize was the real treasure was the moments they spent together. Ah, oh, those sailor buddies. But you're right. It must have been a party on that boat, right? I mean, you don't know whether you're gonna, you don't know whether you're gonna make it. <laughs> you um, you're, you're about to go overboard every night. Probably. <laughs> the, the, then the then the politics uh, on the on the boat between between pirates. Who's gonna keep the yep. loot? So hey, listen. I, w- I wanted to try to explain the the non-aggression uh, non-aggression principle to you one, Ooh, once this, again. This is gonna be nice. We, I, I tried to explain it to you when we were both drunk, and, and uh, it, it it didn't really go so well. <laughs> do, get, do you remember, do you remember why? And, do you remember why you were trying to tell me? I, I remember saying, "Look, you have to know this, or or you might make a fool of yourself." <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. I, well, I, I don't think you did, by the way. But uh, <laughs> no, you know, no, I was I, trying to look. I, out I spent for a you. lot of time. Yeah, <laughs> thinking about that. Okay, <laughs> all right. Maybe you made it full of yourself because I got you self-conscious. Uh, all right, all right. So, so okay. So it's 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 something very simple, and it's it, it's not meant to tell you necessarily what to do, um, but it's it's just this rule of thumb, which which uh, gives you an idea of whether something is good or bad, or whether something should be punished. Um, so that that's the that's the context which maybe I didn't convey to you last time. Um, so basically, if if you if you if you aggress against somebody, that is, if you initiate violence against them, or if you if you take their property or damage their property, um, that's that's a violation of this principle, the non-aggression principle, because you've aggressed against somebody. Um, yep. So if if I attack you, uh, then of course it's it's reasonable for you to defend yourself, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so if I if I um, let's see if if I steal your wallet, is it reasonable for you to to uh, tackle me? Um, if. So, well, so I, have a, I, I feel I like no. Yeah. Okay. okay. To, well, to some, to, to some extent, it's probably wrong because it's about proportionality of force. But in, in, terms of, um, in terms of this basic level, like I've aggressed against you, so can you defend yeah. yourself? Uh, sure. Why yeah. not? So if, if, if I, yeah. <laughs> well, it, it's the same, like if I punch you, you can punch me back to to try to protect yourself, right? If if I steal your wallet, then you can punch me in order to to get your wallet back and and to protect yourself if that's necessary as well. To um, to equal or lesser, um, yeah, I can only, uh, I can yeah, about exert. about reasonable force, but that that doesn't that doesn't yeah. enter into it at at this point because this is this is just okay. a very basic level. Um, it's the principle of, of whether you have the right to defend yourself. Uh, and the, the yes, and, no. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So so if I punch you, you can defend yourself. If I steal your wallet, you can defend yourself. Uh, if if I threaten you in order to get your money, then you can defend yourself, right? Um, well, well, yes, but I mean, there's, there's obviously limitation to that. I mean, you, you can't. Yeah, yeah. But let's say if, if I said, hey, um, Aaron, if you don't pay me $100, I'm going to, to pick you up and lock you in my basement. Uh, can you defend yourself in that case? Yes, of course. Yes. All right. So what if, what if the government said to you, Aaron, um, you have to pay twenty percent of your income to us, or we will uh, lock you in a cage. Is it reasonable to defend yourself according to this principle? Yes, of course it is. Yes. Now you wouldn't necessarily do that um, for practical reasons because they they have bigger guns. Um, but according to the principle. It's, it's reasonable for you to defend yourself. Yeah. Now, um, to get into something a, a little more abstract, um, just a tiny bit more, 
imagine you you run a business um, and I say to you, Aaron, you, you have to pay your employee at least $15 an hour or I'm going to pick you up and, and lock you in a cage. Now, is it reasonable for you to defend yourself in that case? Mm, we, we escalated quickly. <laughs> <laughs> so according to this principle, remember, I'm threatening you. I'm the government and I'm threatening you. So is it reasonable for you to defend yourself? Because I'm, I'm yeah, threatening yeah, you with yes, violence. Yes, it, it, it should be. Yes. But well, there you go. So, so that's basically the the non-aggression principle. If if someone if someone initiates violence or the threat of violence uh, or damage to your property against you, then it's reasonable for you to defend yourself. Yeah. Um, but if nobody has an initiated violence, then it's not uh, it's not reasonable to use violence. So, um, so for example. If, uh, if you see uh, a 16-year-old smoking marijuana, is it reasonable for a police officer to, to attack that youth, according to this principle? Oh, of course not. Of course yeah. not, because the, the, the youth hasn't injured anybody, hasn't attacked anybody. All they've done is something, something peaceful. So, yeah, so that, that's basically the the non-aggression principle so so now you know next the next time um you know maybe you won't make a fool of yourself well not not that you did but no uh, i i I, I won't beat up the kid next time clears that up i'll share (laughs) i'll share that sneaky (laughs) j yeah all right cool all right i mean i'm glad we we could clear that up. So it's, uh, it's something to think about, you know. It doesn't necessarily apply in every case, but it's a good rule of thumb to determine what should be, um, what's, what should be reasonable and, um, and, and what shouldn't. So now I'm starting to wonder, what did I yeah. do that was unreasonable? Um, no, you didn't do it. Okay, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> that's, not, that's not what I was saying. You, nev- you never aggressed no, well, against that, anybody. That's not well, what that's, I was That's in yeah. line. No. The <laughs> what I was talking about was more intellectual. I was talking about it as a concept, yeah. not that I expected you, you, that you to go around uh, and punch somebody for yeah. no reason. Because I know I, I, I know you're you're civil and and uh, you you understand this principle by intuition, but you didn't necessarily understand it intellectually, and that's why I wanted to explain. Yeah, it well, you. when you start bringing up examples that are more uh, indirect. Then, uh, then, yep. then, yeah, you really need to start thinking about, you know, where where do I stand? And, and exactly. I mean, if these are examples that that I personally haven't processed, then uh, then the public, yep. you know, they generally wouldn't know where they stand. And it's like, um, policeman, policeman, exactly. why are you uh, why are you hurting me? I I don't understand. And and that and that's scary yep. too, because. Yes, because yes. I know I know here in Mexico a lot of the policemen get beat up, um, and and it's because mm. I think naturally um, people in Mexico understand kind of you know where where they're at that they've, they haven't been yeah um, yeah they they do understand you know just because you're a police officer doesn't mean you can aggress against people um, yeah so yeah 
Um, they they don't you know they don't they don't have this uh, reverence for authority. They they will respect people, but they won't revere authority just for the sake of being yeah. authority. Yeah. So it's probably why you know that's one of the many reasons why uh, Mexico is a great place for a, a liberty event. Cool. Um, yeah. Uh, so that's that's a few a few thoughts about Anacapulco. Uh, did you have anything else um, to say? I've got, I've got plenty, but I mean, not we're going to fit in the last five minutes. <laughs> we'll, we'll save for another round. Okay, okay. Well, let's... Yeah, sure. All right, great. Cheers, guys, for tuning in to another um, brain cell expanding, busting... Um, I don't like being put under the pressure. Um, so maybe if you guys ask the questions to yourself as well, uh, or just pondered these thoughts, then uh, I wouldn't feel so bad about it. So by all means, take home a little homework. Um, show notes, this is episode 113. That's right, episode 113. So you can jump onto our website, the theparadiseparadox.com and forward slash 113 to go straight through to this episode's page where we'll throw up a little blurb expand a couple of the ideas, throw in some links that you might be interested in, um, shared shared resources. And um, the other episodes that kind of mesh in with this theme, they're down there as well. So homework time, episode 113, show notes, check it out. Uh, If you haven't subscribed yet, please do that. If you want to leave a comment, whatever you want it to be, put it there as well. Um, And if you're listening on... uh, the tunes, uh, whether it's uh, Pocket Casts or iTunes or SoundCloud, we're on SoundCloud now. Um, follow us. It's good to build the community. Be well. Uh, hope to see you soon and all the best. Mm-hmm.